name is Becky Freeman and I am doing another edition of our Tobacco Control podcast. Today I'm speaking with David T. Levy and he is from Georgetown University Medical Center with the Department of Oncology at the Lombardi Comprehensive Cancer Center. I'm going to be talking about a really interesting paper that's being published in Tobacco Control about the potential deaths averted in the U.S. by replacing cigarettes with e-cigarettes. A topic, of course, that is somewhat, I guess you could say, controversial or can cause divisions in tobacco control, but nonetheless, a very fascinating topic. Welcome, David. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good. Well, thanks for joining us today. So before we sort of get into the nitty-gritty of your study, um, what, what was it? What was the study about? What motivated you to do it? Well, as you said, um, the role of e-cigarettes in the fight to reduce cigarette smoking is very controversial and has divided the public health community. So our main goal was to try to model the public health outcomes from getting smokers, cigarette smokers, to switch to e-cigarettes and do that in a way that covered the range of views. You know, so what we did is we tried to look at what we thought are the more optimistic um, and also the more pessimistic views on the role of cigarettes. Oh, great. So you're trying to consider this from, you know, both ends of the spectrum. And sort of, without getting too technical, what, how, how are you going about doing this modeling? Well, we use a well-validated model of cigarette use that was developed by NCI CISNET Lung Group that takes into account age period and cohort effects of smoking. Then onto that model, we extended um, a a model that allowed for switching to e-cigarettes. And that model also took into account whether or not um, e-cigarettes affected initiation rates and also cessation rates, as well as considering different um, views on the relative risk of e-cigarettes relative to uh, smoking um, traditional cigarettes. Okay. So you mentioned that you're looking at both the, a pessimistic and an optimistic scenario. What, under the optimistic scenario, um, could you give us maybe a couple of examples of you know, the, what, those, what the theory is, that the, what would happen if this switching occurred? Yeah, um, in, under the optimistic results, we took into account, uh, we, well, I should say we used relative risks that have been published. And the only um, published um, estimate that we found to date is the 5% estimate uh, put out by, by the uh, Royal Physicians in England. And also, um, we assumed that the initiation of e-cigarettes would follow similar patterns to what we've seen with cigarettes, and that cessation would be similar to what we see in cigarettes. And, you know, from our perspective, this reflects best what we know today. But at the same time, we recognize that not all people agree with that optimistic view. Um, So we took into account 
uh, the possibility that e-cigarettes might have 40% the risk of smoking cigarettes, that e-cigarettes would lead to um, 50% more initiation than we see with cigarettes, and the cessation would be 50% less with e-cigarettes. Okay. So I guess the getting to the meat of the study, then what did you find? What was the, you know, the differences between your optimistic and pessimistic scenario? And were they both essentially good news stories or what did you find? Well, it's good news stories in that both the optimistic and the pessimistic scenario show positive public health outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, under the optimistic scenario, find that six mi- sorry six point six million cigarettes will um, will live substantially longer. That is, their deaths, uh, their their early deaths will be averted, and as a result, eighty six point seven million more life years would uh, would be added to uh, to their lives. Under the pessimistic scenario, we still found that 1.6 million deaths will be averted, uh, leading to 20.8 million years of life saved. Okay, so essentially, even under the sort of the the, the largest critics um, scenario of e-cigarettes, and you're saying that it still have population public health gains to be had. And does this does this take into account that the the same numbers of people under both scenarios would switch from cigarettes to e-cigarettes, or did you uh, vary the amount of people who actually made the switch as well? Yeah, yeah, I I had neglected to mention that, and and that that's an important. Uh, part of it, we assumed in the optimistic scenario, there are people that will just continue smoking no matter how much we encourage um, switching to e-cigarettes. And under that optimistic uh, scenario, we assumed that 5% uh, remain smokers. That is, of the 20% of the population that is currently smokers, uh, well, actually, a little bit less than that now, about 16%, 5% um, remain smokers. Um, under the pessimistic case, we assume that the smoking rate only falls until 10%. So, mm. you know, we're, we're, we're making very modest assumptions about what e-cigarettes can do in that case. Oh, fantastic. Well, I appreciate you clarifying that. Um, so what is the public health implication? Is it that we continue on with what we're doing? Do we need to change what we're doing in tobacco control? Uh, what's the key message here we should take from this? Well, we should continue doing what we've been doing in terms of the traditional policies. That is, higher cigarette taxes, smoke-free public places, media campaigns, cessation treatment, and, and I would add that we should also impl- um, impose stronger advertising restrictions. Some of my other work suggests that there are major benefits from um, restricting retail on-site displays. So we should continue and extend some those policies, higher taxes on cigarettes and so on. Um, 
nicotine reduction might also be uh, an, a strategy that's used. But, you know, um, more importantly is to stick to the strong policies for which we have the evidence, such as the higher taxes. Now, at the same time, what this study suggests is that we should be careful in the information that's disseminated about e-cigarettes. In other words, we shouldn't exaggerate the risks. You know, while we should uh, let people know that there's uncertainty about the risks of e-cigarettes, we should not um, exaggerate um, what are the likely risks of e-cigarettes relative to cigarettes. Yeah, and at the same time, although some taxes on e-cigarettes may be justified, we shouldn't have e-cigarette taxes anywhere near the rates that we impose on cigarettes. Okay, well, um, so business as usual with, you know, added consideration of the role that e-cigarettes could potentially play in a comprehensive strategy. Well, uh, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us today. I think that, you know, obviously e-cigarette research is of huge interest and importance at the moment, so I have no doubt you'll get lots of inquiries after people have a chance to read your paper. Thanks so much, David. And thank you, Becky.